It is a beautiful Monday morning. That's not a good start, is it, George? No, no. Let's say it like this. Try and apply that theory to any other industry in the world. It's a scam. I was betting like 70, 80k. This is the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast, helping you beat the bookmakers. G'day, everyone. Welcome to our FIFA World Cup 2022 daily live streams here on the Trademate Sports Betting Podcast. Today, we will, will be previewing tomorrow's group games, which are on it. Yeah, group games. We are still in the groups. Feels like finals yeah, time maybe. now that it's uh, the last <laughs> round. Uh, Australia versus Denmark, Tunisia versus France, Poland versus Argentina, and Saudi Arabia versus Mexico. So those last games in groups C and D. As always, if you guys have any questions, comments, thoughts, bets you like for tomorrow's games, please send them through the live chat and uh, Ryan and I will discuss them and, uh, yeah, give our points of view. But, yeah. Good to have you here, Ryan, Smart Sports Trader. How are you, mate? Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, I've been enjoying the football. It's been a pretty decent World Cup so far. You know, quite a few upsets, um, comebacks. It's, it's been good for trading uh, and been doing quite a lot of live betting on it. So, yeah, it's been really good. I mate, every time I see you post a tweet saying, this looks value, this looks value, mate, they all end up winning. You must be, uh, you must be raking it in. Yeah, I'm on a good run at the moment, but you know, we're betting that can always change <laughs> quite quickly. So uh, yeah, I'll enjoy it while I can. You like doing uh, pre-green screening, basically, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, trying to, mate. Yeah, it's, it's no, a bit no. of a rarity on Twitter, so you you, you know, gotta gotta try it every now and again. Yeah, I know. Good stuff, mate. Um, you watch the uh, watch the games today. Obviously, the big ones were. Senegal and Ecuador, which was a very important game to see who goes through. The other one, um, Iran and the uh, the US. You catch any of those games today? And any thoughts, mate? I didn't catch the US Iran game. I was watching England, but I did watch um, Senegal and Ecuador, and that, that was a really good game. I, 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 well, I had both teams in the outrights at, at big numbers. I think I've got Senegal at like one eighty, and I think I had Ecuador at something like three hundred. So, uh, just for one of them to get through was was quite good, and uh, hopefully. Well, Senegal might knock England out and then, you know, that'll soften the blow a little bit if I can uh, <laughs> kind of trade out. <laughs> and surprise. Um, but yeah, I, I think I don't think Senegal will go too far. Uh, they've got, you know, they've got a bit of quality in the side. They've got like Koulibaly at the back um, and they've got the, the two gays as well who are who are decent players. Uh, and yeah, they've got a bit going forward, but I don't think they'll they'll have enough really to trouble the bigger sides. Yeah, and, and thoughts on it. I was watching the USA-Iran game, which was... Uh, yeah, pretty poor for someone who was uh, very much cheering home on Iran. They're uh, they're not the the greatest attacking threats you've ever seen in the world. Once they go down a goal, you uh, <laughs> you almost give up. But uh, yeah, your thoughts on England? Obviously, yeah, one of the tournament favourites. Yeah, they, they looked a lot, a lot better in this game. They, they pressed a lot a lot harder. Um, they were just a bit more energetic. They were moving the ball quicker, and I think I think Foden's. Uh, inclusion was really positive for the team and, and Rashford's looking really sharp as well so mm. I just think with the attacking threat England have got and the fact that you know you can kind of rotate players if players aren't having a good game you've got the likes of Madison and Grealish and Foden to bring on um, maybe Rashford starts the next game and Sakura or Sterling might be on the bench so you, you've got a lot of options there so yeah it looks likely that we'll run into France in the quarterfinals but um, you know at the end of the day it's football and you know any team can beat another team uh, over just one game, like we saw with Saudi Arabia and Argentina. So yeah. fingers crossed, we have a yeah, we have a good run. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the with this the side going forward because he has loved Saka and Sterling in the past, but you know maybe today showed that 
putting someone like Foden and Rashford in that might be uh, more advantageous. But, uh, yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Southgate's very much a man of uh, – he kind of sticks solid with the with those kind of guys. So I kind of doubt that he switches things up. But, uh, oh, it'll be interesting to see. Either way, he'll get ridiculed probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if we don't win, it will, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on that one, mate. Um, and I thought the US looked, they looked great today. They really did. They probably should have put more past Iran. Um, but, but yeah, I think they were, uh, yeah, they, they kind of just kept Iran, especially in that first half. Iran had no, had no side on goal at all. They didn't get close. And, um, you know, Iran aren't the biggest attacking threat in the world. But yeah, USA were, I think over over the three games, they definitely look the, the second best side in the group. So, be an interesting game with them and the Dutch. I think the Dutch haven't really impressed too much so far. So, uh, be interesting to see if the US can uh, can give it to them, mate. Let's uh, let's look at the games for tomorrow to kick things off. Big one to get us going, mate. Australia versus Denmark. I cannot believe that we have got to the last game in the group here in Australia with a chance of going through. Um, so I just need a draw to go through, but I will say watching that game versus Tunisia, they expended a lot of energy. Can you hear me, mate? Yeah, I can hear you, mate. It's, it's lagging a little bit, but I can hear you. Basically, as I was saying, Australia expended a lot of energy in that game against Tunisia, so I'd be, I, I am worried about how they'll you know, pull up four days later. And then, uh, yeah, on the other hand, you've, you've got Denmark, though. They've been in pretty... I don't, you would, would you say they're kind of one of the disappointments of the of the tournament so far, mate? And I, know I look at the odds here and I think, you know, 1.51 for Denmark, the draw 4.51, Australia 6.71, Asian handicap is at one and the over-under at 2.5. I, I kind of, people probably say I'm biased, but potentially Denmark are a little bit short here considering their form lately. Yeah, like I think they've looked a little bit flat and they've lacked um, a bit of a cutting edge, really, and a bit of quality going forward. But uh, like you say, I think they'll have a lot of the ball in this game. Uh, it might be similar to the kind of England game that we saw today against Wales, where it's just going to take Denmark time to to break Australia down because Australia are quite resilient. You know, they, they know what they're doing. Um, there's not a huge amount of quality in the Australian team, but they will work hard. Uh, and like you say, there might be some after effects after that Tunisia game because they were kind of hanging on a little bit. There was a lot of last-ditch tackles going in and, and, you know, they will have exerted a lot of energy. Um, so I'd probably be looking to kind of back Denmark in the second half. If Denmark have had um, a lot of possession um, and are making Australia run in the first half, I think that, you know, going into that second half, they are going to tire. And then I think Denmark will be able to find a bit more space um, and they'll probably be able to get a goal or two. So uh, the way I was kind of thinking about playing the game is like I, I often look to, to play these games live and I'll be looking at Denmark in the second half. Um, you know, if they've, they look good in the first half and they've had a lot of possession and try and back up at like 1.7, 1.8 uh, and getting around then. Yeah, I do, yeah, it's just hard to get too excited about Denmark at those odds considering, you know, their, 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 their issues they've had breaking down. I, I do think, though, the back end of that France game, maybe they were starting to work things out a little bit and create some more chances. But, um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see if they'll be able to break... I don't, I, I obviously I do think that Denmark will most likely win this game. I just thought maybe you'd get Denmark at about maybe one point seven something around that. Um, but yeah, it does. It the the Aussies. Um, yeah, the Aussies tiring 
really, really, it really does worry me, mate. Especially, you know, they they sat back for essentially that whole half for Tunisia, the second half. So it kind of shows that they are happy to, you know, put you know park the bus very early in the game at the start of the second half. And yeah, after that, they weren't really able to create too many big chances. So yeah, no, I don't mind that play, mate. If the uh, Australia can keep them out early in the game to to kind of look at the the, the second half markets. Um, but yeah, anything else you wanted to say on that game? Or we go on the next one. No, that's about it, really, mate. All right, uh, Tunisia, France. Uh, yeah, France have sealed top spot in Group D. Chance. I think the biggest thing with the odds here is you probably have to worry about France resting a few players. Um, I don't know. Could could you could you see them resting resting someone like Mbappe? I kind of feel like Mbappe would be like, no, I want to play and and score more goals. <laughs> I think there'll be rotation definitely because it's mm. kind of like, why would you risk it? You know, there's there's no there's no need to risk your kind of your, your key players in a game um, that you don't need to win. And that French side has a lot of depth as well, doesn't it? Like even if you're taking uh, Mbappe out, you've got like Dembele or someone on the bench to replace him. Um, so you know, there's quality throughout. I do have a play for this game. I took it um, yesterday, but I took over two point five goals at one point nine two. I got, and it was even money earlier on in the week, but that's been getting backed in. And it's obviously Tunisia have to win this game, um, so they, you know, they can't just sit back and defend and kind of soak up pressure. They are going to have to try and win the game. And obviously, France don't need to win the game, but they've got such quality uh, and such attacking players. Um, that they're going to be, you know, they're going to have a lot of freedom to play how they want to play, and I think they are going to, um, you know, want to go forward and score goals. So I could see this, you know, go. Uh, I mean, I could see the odds on over two point five coming into about one point eight, one point eight five range. So uh, yeah, I'd probably take that now because I do think by tomorrow that will shorten. Yeah, over two and a half goals, sitting at one point eight four there at the moment. I'm just looking Is through it? the who was on the the bench for. France in the last game, just so we can get an idea if they do rotate who we could be seeing. You've still got the likes of Pavard. Um, who else have we got? Fafana, Saliba, Komen, Kanate, Kamavinga. So you would think yeah, potentially they and, could rotate. Kingsley Sorry? Yeah. I mean, Kingsley Coleman and um, Kamavinga are both, you know, very fast good attacking players to bring on. Um, you know, they're gonna be mm. chomping at the bit as well because they're gonna to want to prove themselves um, and try you know try and get games in the in the knockout as well. So I got one nine two last night on the overs. So I'll just check on Betfair what it is. Was it one eight four on Pinnacle? Yeah, this is Pinnacle mate. Yeah. But I still think so that's you get, uh you can get one nine okay. on Betfair. Yeah one nine yeah. on Betfair so that that's good. Yeah and and the match odds for this one were one point four four for France. The draw four point five one and Tunisia eight point five six. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I, I'd, I'd have to get up odds checker, but if there's maybe some uh, combinations of France to win and over one and a half goals, potentially that could be another angle. Um, I, I do agree with you, mate. France scoring, you know, more than more than one goal, and this does look reasonably. Likely, given that Tunisia will be trying hard to score, and I mean, even if Mbappe just plays one half 
or you know, you know, even just limited minutes, like that's enough for him to score score a goal and on the counter attack, like he's just he's just lethal, mate. So uh, <laughs> I'll just uh, I'm just trying to see if there's any markets here for uh for uh yeah, I'm I'm not very good at odds checker. Yeah, I'm no, trying to see if there's like any that builder, wouldn't you, on um Bet three six five or any of those um type of well, get... well, I, I don't know what type of odds you get. I'm banned from all them now, so it's not something I do, but uh, I know that some guys look at using them, don't they? Yeah, so you get France over one and a half goals at about one point sevens, something like that. Which right. I think is pretty it's kinda of, you're kinda of just uh taking away the one nil France victory, which doesn't seem like a very, you know, it doesn't seem like a very probable scoreline given the, yeah, given how the game might play out. So, yeah, that could be a potential angle for, for everyone there to get on side with the French. But I, I still think, I mean, even 1.44 for the French, I think that's, I think that's, you know, that's not too bad bad value. I mean, Tunisia got clearly outplayed by Australia for a lot of that game uh, and France obliterated Australia for the most part. So, um, yeah, that does seem like a like a little bit of value there. Maybe at one point four four, I wouldn't be surprised if that continued to shorten up, mate. But yeah, I like the I like the overs angle. It's come in a little bit now. I'll, I'll have a quick look and see if you can still get the overs anywhere else on odds checker here. Oh, mate, I'm so bad at odds checker. How about we just move on? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to use it, mate. We don't have anything like this in Australia, so I'm very, uh, yeah, don't really use well, it at all. That, um, the 1.7 looks good because if you just play the over 1.5 goals in the game overall, it's 1.3. So um, I think 1.7 just for France to score two goals is is pretty good. Yeah. yeah. All right, mate. Well, uh, yeah, we will uh, be watching that with a keen eye tomorrow. Let's uh, let's move on to Poland versus. Argentina. I think these are these Group C games of uh, odds wise. I think they are the most interesting. Um, big game here: Argentina versus Poland. You got Argentina at one. Uh, Argentina are definitely not one point nine. I'll uh, no, I think it's one point four. Yeah, I meant to I'm say one point. Yeah, so I'll quickly change that. One point five one for Argentina. The draw four point one five. Poland at eight point one nine. Asian handicap at one and over under 2.25 goals. Yeah, Argentina, one of the most, oh, you could say they've been disappointing, but they have been largely disappointing for most of the tournament in terms of their results. And uh, only really scraped through versus Mexico. It took just a little bit of uh, a little bit of messy brilliance to get them over the line there. A, uh, a draw gets Poland through here, though. So um, you think they would set up pretty defensively. Um, but do, do you think that's how Poland may play here? Sit back a little, considering the success Mexico had against Argentina to kind of, you know, Argentina weren't really able to create much at all. I don't know what they, I, I feel like the XG was like unbelievably low. I can't remember, but uh, yeah, Argentina were not that impressive against uh, the Mexicans. No, they didn't create much at all. Like uh, Martinez, Latoro Martinez up front had basically scraps. I don't think he he had any chances or, or any shots and like it was two kind of individual moments that won him that game it was Messi 
and then um, the guy that they brought on, I can't remember his name, the substitute that they brought on. Um, but yeah, they, they struggle to, to break down Mexico. And Mexico are a team that do have a lot of runners and a lot of energy. Um, but then, you know, they're not blessed with a, a huge amount of quality. They do have some decent players and Poland obviously have a bit more up front as well in, in Lewandowski and Milik and uh, Zelensky is pretty decent as well. So, you know, they're going to be a threat from uh, set pieces if they can get corners. So, yeah, I do. I do think they'll sit back. I've I've got a bet in this. I've bet um, Poland plus one goal at mm. two point one on the Asian handicap, just because I do think it'll be a tight game. Uh, and like you say, I think you know Argentina again might need um, a moment of brilliance from from Messi or one of the bigger players. Uh, and Poland are capable of. They're definitely capable of getting a goal themselves as well. So yeah, I think the plus one is, is quite is quite generous to be honest. At two point one. Um, mm. I was expecting Poland maybe to be. Um, like uh, plus 0.75 and I think it's more just the fact that it's uh, Argentina need to win the game so I think that's pushing the price in a bit and obviously they were big fav- well they were second favourites going into the tournament as well um, so I think there's a bit of bit of a bias there um, but yeah I, I think Poland are the, the kind of value side in this game Yeah no I agree you can get Poland plus one at 2.12 at Pinnacle as we speak right now um, the the only thing is Poland haven't looked great either, have they? No, I mean, no. none. The the best team in this group has probably been Saudi Arabia, <laughs> like overall, <laughs> like or maybe not the best team, but you know what I mean, like the most impressive, I guess you could say. Um, Poland have just, uh, yeah, they they've lacked a lot. But the thing is, is unlike Mexico, they can they can put away a chance. You know, Mexico yeah. do not have much up front at all. They don't score many goals. Um, but the thing is, if you give Poland half a sniff, you know, they can easily score one, two goals in this game if you just give them a little sniff. And I know Argentina have been defensively quite solid, but, um, you know, Poland could rack up 0.1 or 2 XG and still score one or two goals. So they've got Lewandowski up front. It's a completely different game here. So, yeah, I agree, mate. My only issue with the plus one is, sorry, <clears throat> if Argentina are... A one nil up, and Poland are fighting incredibly hard to get that equaliser because they, because <clears throat> they do need to, they probably do need to get a draw here, um, at the very least. Uh, so that would be my only worry that they could try, you know, overly hard if you get what I mean, and end up yeah. conceding a late goal. Um, but yeah, I still think yeah. Plus one at two point one two is value. There is actually I did a little bit of maths. If I think if Mexico win by maybe just one goal versus Saudi Arabia and Poland lose by one goal, then Poland still, still go through. through. So that kind of negates everything I just said. Even if Poland are losing by <laughs> one goal, they might be like, "What's the score in the Mexico game?" And they're like, oh, "Yeah, they're but Mexico I mean, winning." Saudi Arabia are capable of uh, getting a result in that game, I think. So it's uh, yeah, it'll be interesting tomorrow. I quite look forward to watching those games. Yeah, um, we've got a comment here from uh, Lochness. Lock, yes, maybe it is. Argentina need to start Enzo Fernandez. Impressive numbers in FB Ref for progressive passes, non-penalty XG plus assists, etc. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how they how they set up because um, I think largely the Argentinians in midfield have have looked quite they've looked really different ever since uh, Los Celso was ruled out through injury. I think there was I can't remember exactly who their midfield uh, three was for the games prior to the World Cup, but I have heard that 
yeah, La Celso being out has kind of been a quite a loss for the Argentinian midfield. Any thoughts on uh, if they'll start Enzo, mate? I have no idea, to be honest. I'm, uh, with this tournament, I've, I've, I have done well betting and trading it, but in terms of like deep analysis into the teams and stuff, I, I've, I've not really done it, to be honest. I, mm. I see players that you know I'm not very familiar with, but um, I think in tournament football, though, it's, it's really good live because you see massive corrections um, like during the game. So sometimes within like 20, 30 minutes, you'll see like a team go from so like Ecuador versus Qatar. So Ecuador go from like 2.3 to like 1.9 within the first 20 minutes of a game. And, and you never see that in the Premier League. Uh, or, the, or you might see it in the Champions League, possibly. But because uh, it's tournament football, there are, like, big shifts. So so for me, I've not had to do, like, that deep analysis to to find value. And I think if, you, if you're able to bet live, it's really worth, um, you know, watching the games and, and seeing what you can uh, find. Because sometimes it is a case of you just watching a game and it's just like this. these odds are clearly wrong. Um, mm. And it's as simple as that. If you know football, you, you can probably do okay. So... That would be kind of my, uh, you know, if I could give one piece of advice for this tournament would be to to watch it live and, and tackle live betting and, and see how you do. Yeah, I guess there's such a low sample size on a lot of these teams that, yeah, the bookies are taking every little bit of information and reacting, you know, probably too much. Like, yeah, I think like there's big overreactions as well, <laughs> like the Spain and Germany game. Like you saw Spain go from, uh, you saw Germany obviously lose the first game and go from like 2.8 to... 3.25 before the game started and you know that was, that was a pretty even game so it works both ways it, you know you can find overreactions um after yeah. just one game as well yeah yeah well i noticed that in the australian tunisia game that that was like australia were favorites and then after one game australia went from favorite or slight favorites in that game to out to like four plus i thought it was, I, I thought it was value but i was i was wondering if my bias <laughs> was uh, well and truly getting involved so i stayed out but yeah i know what you mean mate it's those uh and hopefully we can spot some more of that as we go along and i think i think bias was this is a good example of it mexico versus saudi arabia if you've been watching all the games then i think these odds will look very peculiar to most people you've got saudi arabia at 4.77 the draw at 4.26, Mexico at 1.71, Asian handicap 0.75, and the over-under at 2.5. Game state here is Mexico need a win and probably they potentially need a two-plus goal here win, like like I mentioned before. Um, Saudi Arabia also need a win too, but could potentially go through with a draw also dependent on the results in the Argentinian game. yeah, I can get us kicked off on this one, mate. I am, yeah, I'm so surprised by the odds on this one. Mexico at 1.71 just makes zero sense to me. Um, I would, I would have thought Mexico would be above evens at least. Um, you know, Saudis were nearly on level with XG. They only just lost to Poland on XG. Um, they, I guess they. The thing with them is they probably just lack the firepower up front. Um, but then you look at Mexico and their performances too. Um, you know, pretty boring old game against Poland, and then you know couldn't create a thing versus Argentina. I, I can understand obviously Mexico being favourites; they're the classier team. But do you do you see a, as a big of a gap? You know, this big between the two sides. No, so I've got better on this game as well. Uh, back Saudi Arabia at uh, 5.2. But it's, 
I suppose it's kind of contradictory to what I was talking about in terms of overreactions because in the first, after they beat Argentina, um, I ended up back in Poland in the next game because Poland went from something like 1.55 to 1.85. Um, so I thought that was value. And I think they closed at about 1.78, 1.79 Poland just before the game started. But then when I was watching the game, um, you know, Saudi Arabia again looked look, look decent. So it wasn't just a one-off performance against Argentina. Um, so now that I've got a two-game sample, I suppose, I'm a little bit more confident that the Saudi mm. Arabian team, you know, does have some quality in it and, and they do have a, a huge amount of backing as well. And, you know, it's going to be history-making if, if they do get the win. So, um, yeah, I think odds of 5.2 are big because, like, yeah, you've got that massive support. Obviously, they've got a good manager um, who they seem to respond well to, given that, you know, everybody's seen that kind of halftime talk in the Argentina game now. Uh, yeah, and, and like you say, Mexico haven't looked that clinical themselves. Um they do have some good players, like Lovano's decent, uh, and obviously they've got Jimenez, but he's not been playing. I don't know if it's injury or just the manager doesn't like him, but they do seem to kind of lack too much of an attacking threat. And um, yeah, I think this will be a competitive game. So yeah, I was quite happy to take them at, at odds of like anything above five. I thought was was really generous. Yeah, uh, some comments here from the viewers, and they tend to agree with us, mate. John Herrero. Pro, I'm sorry, I probably uh, completely botched your last name there, mate. So Saudi is really underrated. Lock Yes says, guess punters overestimate Mexico's pedigree of always getting into the knockout phase. Yeah, I agree with that massively. Um, yeah, Mexico haven't scored a goal yet. Uh, Saudis have a great defensive line. Saw it in the friendly versus Croatia just before, um, just before the World Cup. And he also states here that, yeah, Mexico have a lot of potentially have a lot of uh, recreational money going on for them in the, in the markets. Yeah, I, I've bet um, Mexico – oh, sorry. No, I did not. I bet uh, Saudi Arabia, draw no bet. I think I got 380 yesterday. Um, I'll have a quick look and see if that's come in at all. Um, let me have a quick look at draw no bet. Sorry, guys. Oh, God. Oh, here we go. Oh, you can get 3.76 for draw no bet on uh, on Saudi Arabia still. Yeah, like you said, I, I, I would be happy to back them to win the game. But the, the problem is, is that they could settle for a draw if, you know, they're getting live scores or whatever from, from the other game uh, in the group, Argentina versus Poland. Um, and, and, and yeah... I, I, I just get worried that potentially I was thinking about backing them on the handicap because you can get plus uh, 0.75. Just a little bit worried that, you know, if they are down a goal, which, you know, if they were down one goal, you would get half of your stake back. But if they were down half uh, one goal that they could potentially, you know, like I was saying before, the other game really push it and, um, and get exposed at the back by the Mexicans. But yeah, I think this is, uh, I think this is one of the, the bets of the tournament here i mean i i just see this as as quite quite big value if anyone's been watching the games you would you know you would at least have these teams on par i would think in terms of some of their performances i mean saudis looked they look good against poland yeah yeah they did yeah Yeah, I, I, i can't really kind of um give you <laughs> like tell you why the odds are the way yeah. they are I mean, there must be some reason obviously um but yeah I do, I do think Saudi Arabia is the right side yeah good stuff mate all right well that uh that wraps up the games for tomorrow nice and quick today uh yeah out of all the bets you've given away today you've got 
Um, yeah, you, you say you back uh, Saudi Arabia to win the game. Poland uh, plus one at evens. And also you've had a bet on Australia versus Denmark over two and a half goals, was it, mate? Any Which one of those no, is uh, your favourite? It was a France-Tunisia over 2.5 goals. Sorry, um, mate. Which I like, yeah. I think that's a good bet. Like, I, but I you also backed Australia to win too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, minus three on the Asian handicap. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> but no, I like the France-Tunisia over 2.5 goals. Uh, if you can get like 1.9, which is, I think, available on Betfair right now, uh, I think that's good. I think that'll be shorter tomorrow. Yeah. All right, good stuff, mate. And for myself, I i mean, I like all the bets you've given out today, like plus one on Poland too, at the Asian handicap, above evens. Um, but I guess I'll just go with the bet I, I've actually already placed myself. Saudi Arabia, draw no bet. I think threes and above is good, but you can get as high as 3.75. Um, maybe you're better to get some more on the exchanges there. I think that's... Uh, it's 3.9, yeah. I just have a look. So. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's pretty decent value, mate. Um, looking ahead to the the rest of the tournament, have you had any? Are there any outright bets you like in terms of trading? You're kind of the the trading extraordinaire out of all the guests we get on, mate. So, um, is, there, is there any? Um, yeah, are there any 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 futures trades, outright trades that, that you're liking at the moment? I've kind of put you on the not, spot. Here. Not really. <laughs> I have, you know, I took a few like pre-tournament. Um, I had Argentina like odds of seven, which looks really bad now. Um, so like it's like I said, <laughs> yeah, don't always get everything. Uh, you don't always get things right. Um, but no, I, I like I said, I've been focusing more on live bets, and then in, in these group games, just like making bets for like the next game. Um, off the performance of the of the first games worked quite well. Um, so yeah, I'll just continue to try and trade live and, and make live bets because it's um, it's been going well, and I think there'll be some good opportunities. So. Good stuff, mate. All right, we will be back tomorrow, same time, 9 p.m., probably a little bit after, given these games are running over a little bit. Um, and I'm obviously sweating these games, so it's uh, I don't want to miss a second. So we'll be back, uh, yeah, a little bit after 9 p.m. UK time tomorrow. You can find Ryan on Twitter at SM Sports Trader. Make sure you, yeah, give him a follow because he's been posting some great stuff in terms of uh, the in-play markets and what he's uh, liking the looks of while the games are going on so uh be a good little tool for you guys to uh to follow along as the uh as these games are going but um yeah thanks for listening everyone please make sure you do a quick rate and review of the podcast and subscribe to the podcast if it's your first time listening and if you're looking to implement some of the strategies we talked about today on the show more so the value betting ones, please make sure you start a free week trial of TradeMate Sports and start your value betting journey. Great to catch up, mate. Talk a little bit of uh, football or soccer, whatever you call it, and uh, maybe we'll catch up later in the tournament. Yeah, always good to talk. See you later.